welcome to Flip the Score. It is April the 8th, 2020. I'm Alex. I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. I'm George. And tonight we're going to do the top five, or not top five, we'll go ten through six of our favorite games of all time. Um, I think this is going to be interesting. I think we are going to have a lot of different variety. Some of us I think might so have also. something. Um, <laughs> actually, when I sat down and, and actually did mine, there was a lot more variety than I expected. But, yeah, it was kind of hard. To, you know, I got like through seven. And I was like, man, I'm kind of having trouble figuring out three more. Um, but Josh and I compared lists, and I think we only have one game on it that's Bam. the same. So oh, awesome, interesting. Awesome. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting though. Somebody who they both grew up in the same household. Mm-hmm. Very you know, brothers, very close, and y'all have different. That's that's fucking cool as hell. It's crazy. Well, let's start off with uh, what we've been playing. George, what you been playing? again? Huh? Starting off with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people usually save yeah. the main course for last, but you know. Well, you know what? I like to eat my you know my main dish first. <laughs> don't get everything else second. Um. Get so yeah. Out of the way. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing still. My wife oh. just unlocked terraforming today. Oh hell yeah! Nice. So how do you do that? Because I'm kind of somewhere. Well, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I haven't really got <laughs> an opportunity to do it. My wife no, literally. She literally just unlocked it like 15 minutes ago. Um, so you being a second class citizen, will you be able to terraform? Oh, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as terraforming goes, I don't know. However, you do realize, you know, like to unlock terraforming, you have to have KK Slider come to your town and put on a concert, right? Okay. So we finally got 10 residents. Um, and I logged on this morning after I got home from work and you know how Isabel does the morning briefing and everything. Mm-hmm. She goes, she goes, Oh, Hey, Hey George, how's it going? Uh, nothing really going on in the town today. Uh, I don't really have anything to announce. I'm like, Oh, weird. So I go about my business, do my stuff and I go to sleep. Uh, I wake up and my wife tells me, Hey, KK Slider put on the concert. And I'm like, what? I wasn't fucking invited to this shit. <laughs> Isabel just lied to my face about the KK Slider concert. And so I missed that whole thing. Didn't even get to see it. Wow. And Damn. my wife was rewarded with terraforming, and I wow. was angry as all hell. Um, wow. Yeah. Hey, George, if you hear a concert going on, we swear nothing's happening. <laughs> We're just so. playing our radios really loud and cheering. <laughs> That's so up. I had to, I had to, you know, they they secluded me in my clifftop retreat, and I didn't get to see the concert. Oh, clifftop retreat. Yeah, so, do you think that Isabel didn't mention it to you because you're a second class citizen in the game? That's absolutely why. Okay. Absolutely, because my wife said it as hey, soon as soon as she turned Come on the game, this concert like forced or she was forced into the concert. You know, so like that must be something that only first class citizens can go to. And obviously, I'm second class. So. so, was the concert that she went to after you had logged on? Or well, was you just went full RoboCop, buddy. What'd you say? The concert that she attended, was it before you logged on or afterwards? Is he doing that for anybody else? No, I can hear him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me resync my mic. Both the self, we should do audio check. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. Yeah, I was talking earlier and... He's doing these words. And there yeah. Technology likes to fuck up sometimes. So, I'm going to turn on is. my air conditioner. 
Oh, hey, Sarah, if you, um, if you want to get terraforming, you got to get 10 citizens, and then K.K. Slater comes and hangs out with you. Does a concert. Plays a concert. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to hang out, probably, after the concert. No, if he's, he's a rock autograph. star, he's not going to hang out with anyone. But he's got to sign autographs. If you're not a female, he's not hanging out with you. But he's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog, all right. Oh, fucking <laughs> fuck. By the way, George disappeared. I'm going to assume he's just going to restart his, you know, his life over there. Huh. Well, so anyway, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah Crossing, I mean, I'm still playing. I went quite a while without really doing shit in my town. And uh, no, hold on, what's this notification? Um, so, uh, yeah, so I wasn't really moving anything forward, but I did just get the, the stage built, um, okay. which should attract more people to my island i have a bunch of turnips right now that i'm trying to wait for a good price to sell them um so i bought mine at 92 about two about two stacks mm-hmm. of them. and the going price was like 150 something so i feel like i made out a little bit i mean i didn't make out a little bit but that's pretty high yeah I, you know i've been i've been seeing people on twitter selling them for like between five and six hundred bells a piece, and that's kind of you know pissing me off. I want that price, um, but uh, but yeah. So I, I guess that's kind of what I've been doing at Animal Crossing. I did finally find Tarantula Island. Awesome. Um, so like actual, yeah, like actual miles? one. Yep. Um, cool. So I ended up getting three hundred twelve thousand bells out of that. Ooh, um, money, money, money. God yeah, damn. I was watching a. Uh, I think a games daily or something, but uh, a guy in there said that uh, because of the price, I think Greg, Greg Miller, he went to his island or they went to one of their friends' islands, and he ended up getting eight million bells out of it. Oh my god! Shit. Which what? I'm sorry. Which yes, which completely paid for all of his house upgrades. Huh. Yep. Eight. Okay. So. You gotta you. So the main thing is to go sell them at someone else's place. No, I mean, you basically every friend's island that you go to, they'll be offering a different price. Oh, um, so they're just you know you just ask around to your friends like, hey, what are your terms selling for today? Because um, I bought mine for ninety one bells a piece, and I'm hoping you know to get I want to get at least three hundred back for each each turnip. Um, that's a, okay, that's a, that's a good strategy. That's something I need to I need to do. Yeah, but the thing is, is they go rotten after a week, so you can't after sell a week. Them. Yep, by that but, by the next Sunday, because you can only buy them on Sunday. So by the next Sunday, if you haven't sold them yet, you can't sell them. So you're out on uh that money. Okay, so my guess is I would probably no no later than Friday. You know, yeah, like, and like then Monday to Friday. yeah, and then worst case, you just have to sell them on Saturday. Yeah. But, okay, so what have you checked turnip prices the last couple of days? What have you had? My highest has gotten like one forty one. Because I haven't checked at all. I yeah. Doing uh, Josh, have you been playing Animal Crossing? Uh, yeah, I've been much? playing it sparingly. Um, I built my bridge, and now I'm building materials for the three houses. Okay. Cool. You're um. That takes a little bit because there's a lot of like materials yeah. involved, and it is. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> At first, I just I didn't. Yeah. It's time consuming and kind of was dull. But if you really just, 
my, my best advice is write down what each one needs so you know what you're looking for. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Uh, uh, I've also been playing uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim on PS4. Um, Ooh. Uh, for some reason, I just had an Elder Scrolls itch. And okay. I have the Skyrim Special Edition on PS4. And so I started playing cool. that. And, you know, I'm... I'm trying to do stuff that I've never done before in the game. Uh, just, just, just trying to find missions that I never did. And, you know, when I play through on 360. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So... Well, I actually... Um, I, I'm, it's, that's not a, a really good deal right now on the Spring Sale on PS4. And I was looking at that. Yeah. Might be something Because that's... that's I, I, you know what? And have you played anything else? Um, that's, that's really it. Okay, because I have been playing an open world game too. And before I talk about that, uh, the good thing about Skyrim, is it's, it's as open world as it is. It's never ending in yeah. a way. But also, to me, it's a perfect drop-in and drop-out mm-hmm. game. Like, for instance, I can just go do a couple quests and just, alright, I'm going to save right here and then go. And you just pop in, pop out. It's, uh, it's, it's not... Unlike other open world games to me, like that. But the open world game I've been playing is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so I have played this game before. I've played about three hours of it, and there's a mission I couldn't beat. I think it was... It's the one where you go look for Olin, and he's... Uh... Hey, George. Hey, sorry about that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I... That's um, that's unfortunate. I hate when that happens. It happens pretty fucking awful where I live. So, uh, I good, do believe so. It's been spotty earlier today, but hopefully yep. it holds up. Can you understand my voice? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't an answer. You just said a Yeah, what, I'm so, good. Uh, okay, thanks. Anyways, uh, before we... You know what? Before I continue, George, you want to finish up talking about Animal Crossing? We kind of got to... Uh, our turnip prices and uh, how far down? Oh, okay. Want. Uh, yeah. So I keep missing out on the turnip lady because, like, uh, <laughs> I usually go to bed around four thirty in the morning, and then I don't wake mm-hmm. up well until like two or three in the afternoon, and that's like yeah, the window she's in. It's like five a.m. to noon, I believe. Yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah. So I haven't been able to buy turnips yet. I'm... Okay. So. Have you guys seen the fishing contest person? Yes. I have not. How about spider how about spider person? Spider fox? I uh, don't think I've seen Dick's Flax, that one. Oops, whatever his name. Yeah, there's a dude that's gonna come to your island once in a while and he buys tarantulas for a lot oh, more okay, than well. so I I don't know his name. Yeah. That's uh... uh Flick. Okay. Flick, guys. I did have today uh a woman that kinda looks like uh the was it Mabel or or the Abel sisters? It kind of yeah, looks label. like dumb. Yeah, it's the one that she tells you like, "Hey, I want you to, you know, dress for me. Like, try and find this type of clothing, and you know, I'll judge you or something." So, um, oh okay, that's uh, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, anything else you can play, George? Uh, I played a little bit more Doom Eternal. It's pretty good. Um, how far, are you almost done with no, it? No, I don't feel it? like I'm anywhere near being done with that game. Um, I've put probably about five hours into it so far. Um, I really like it. I'm finding 
the difficulty in that game is decreasing, the better I get at it, obviously. It's kind of how it works. Um, but, like, overall, um, I feel like I'm getting a lot better with mouse and keyboard in general. Like, it's sort of transitioned into other games. Um, so, like, I've heard from multiple people that say, you know, like, this is a really good training game for if you're new to mouse and keyboard because it's just constantly killing things. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you just have to get better or else you're not going to progress in the game. So after playing that more, how impressed are you that our friend Colton beat that game the day it released? <laughs> I am still <laughs> very, yes. very impressed. The fuck he, did, he, like, played it, like, 12 hours straight and just wow, <laughs> beat cool. it, yeah. Oh yeah, well, you with, we need to preface that Colton is a god at gaming. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. He has he the broadest yes, shoulders in the biz because he's usually carrying yes. the whole team to victory. Nice as fucking dude, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I don't really think I've played anything else. Okay. Uh, Andrew, did we get to you yet? Uh, not yet, besides Animal Crossing. Um, so the only thing I've really been playing besides that is it's persona time, boys. <laughs> so I am about eight hours into that game. Uh, I'm, I think I'm about halfway through the first palace. Um, I fucking love that game. Everything about it, like, it's just grabs you and it's, it's like quirky, but it's also like some stuff you read and like it's, it's heartwarming. And then other stuff you read, you just like, shit, that's fucked up. And so like, the beginning of the game starts with uh so your character is going home one day and he saw this woman getting like uh harassed by this guy trying to shove her into his car he was probably gonna sexually assault her or something so you intervened and you like grabbed him by the shoulder and threw him down and like hurt him and he was and he goes i'm gonna sue and so he must he was like you know who i am i'm gonna sue or something like that so he was like someone of some important statue i guess and so he sued and one, and so you got sent to this other school, and now everyone fucking hates you because they think you're a criminal. <laughs> like, oh, everyone is like, don't hey. go around that guy. That guy is going to stab you, or that guy is like, oh. we don't want a criminal in our school. When <laughs> you tried to help a woman for being sexually harassed. <laughs> and so it's really just funny. And the guy that you're living with that's like uh, sponsoring you and like, holding you know letting you live above his cafe every time you go in he's just like you better not be getting in trouble because your life will be over <laughs> and, and so the friends that you get are like the only people that, like know that you're not this fucking guy that like is gonna kill everyone um but yeah i'm, I'm really enjoying the game um neat describe the combat in one sentence uh, so it's a uh, it's an interesting take on a turn turn based. Okay. So I mean, you have your persona you can attack with. You can you can attack with like your melee weapon. You also have like a a long range like a gun. Um, and then so when you attack an enemy, if uh, if they're weak, because a lot of enemies are different are weak to certain attacks, it'll knock them down. And then if he if all the enemies are knocked down, you can interrogate one of the enemies and you can convince them to give them your power. And then <laughs> and so uh you t- you like take on 
uh, that persona because your character. So your character is the only one that can hold more than one persona. All the other characters can only have one, but it turns into almost like I don't want to say Pokemon, but it turns into almost like a Pokemon where you like can collect all these different personas and you can fuse them together to make more powerful personas, which they say they it's called executing your persona. And there's a <laughs> there's an interesting like a uh, little thing that plays to where it puts the two personas underneath these guillotines and it sh- <laughs> they drop and then their souls come out and merge together and come out looking completely different like you know like a, a, a new persona um and so a part of the game is like you know convincing these personas to give you their power um but while you're playing if you weaken one of them you get like an and one attack um, which is you just get to attack again, but you can give your attack to one of your teammates. It's called a uh, passing the baton, and so it's a cool little cinematic where you go to your teammate, you like give them like this cool like high five looking thing, and then they attack. Um, and then you can do like an all out attack sometimes if you get them down, which your all your characters attack at one time. There's this really cool cinematic where they're all like jumped around and like attacking and shit, but. I don't know, like I don't like turn based games and this this is the one that I'm just like I fucking love this. Cuz I don't like turn based games at all. Yeah. I like But the the thing that I like is that you can choose to uh <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, corona. Oh. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you can choose to directly control your teammates or you can just tell them, like, hey, do whatever the fuck you want. And so they attack on their own. So you don't have to worry about them. You just have to worry about yourself. Okay, cool. Which is what I do. That's because I'm real bad at, like, keeping track of how, how to, you know, maximize my effort with other characters. Yeah. Not going to like that. But, you know, that's, that sounds cool. Um, I've been looking just for another game to buy on this PS, mm-hmm. PS Store. And Persona 5 is a greatest hits for, you know, like, 20, 15, 20 bucks. I've been kind of looking at that. Maybe like, eh, maybe I'll try the original. See if it's something I can get into. You know, but um, anything else? No, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. So, like I was saying, um, before George came in, yeah, his internet's all messed up. So. Yep. Yeah, I think he's got to duck out again. Yeah, but uh, eh, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll make sure he gets in. Either in this podcast or on next week's. We'll get mm-hmm. Anyways, as I was reiterating, I was playing, I've uh, been playing Horizon Zero Dawn about seven and a half hours in, uh, making my way up to Maker's End. Uh, and it is, it is really fun. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of issues that I have with it, but I'm still having a great time. So, um, I'll start by saying when I, I played this before on a regular PS4 and I kind of dipped out at one point because the facial animations look like ass and they were really bad with like, they're really hard because some of the, some of the speech that was supposed to come out of the characters and the animation, some yeah. facial expressions in the mouth. Yeah. So, outside of Aloy, it's kind of rough. But I play on this PS4 Pro, put on the resolution and it matches up perfectly and it looks fantastic. It looks really cool. There's parts at the beginning where you uh, do all that stuff with Rost, uh, doing all his like uh, tutorial stuff, mm-hmm. where he would like he'd give you this look while talking, and it looks so real. It looks so good, and uh, it really kind of captured that game's um, 
character in a way with a lot of the facial animations and the way Ellen looks and the other characters around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some there are some times where you get the dialogue trees in those um, instances where the animations kind of look rough. But I mean, you can just skip through those if you don't want to watch them, which I kind of do sometimes. Um, I like the story; it's really interesting. It's it it seems like it's set so far away, yet everything around it looks so much more modern than it should be. Like there's like gas station signs, highway signs. It looks like it's not any like you know it, a long time, but not too long. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um. Um, a big gripe I have is a lot of the open worldness when you're traversing the one place to another is really far, very, very, very far. Yeah, um, and it's really hard to navigate because there's so much, of, so many of these machines, and the machines are the main thing in this game. It seems like because the humans are not that great, and not that hard to take out and take down. But these machines are so large, and all you have is a bow and different traps and stuff, which I've learned the traps are really important to stop these animals. Mm-hmm. But when you're out in the field and there's a whole herd of them and they're all trying to attack you, you're just trying to run to your next area to get to your start of next mission is really, really annoying. Yeah. I mean, it gets easier once uh, you level up and you, you know, you get more shit that helps you combat stuff and see their weak points and stuff like that. Like I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm a level like 18. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I maxed out the Tinker all the way to Tinker because I wanted that, so I can mix and match different um, mods and sell them if I need to. Uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably max out the bow first. And yeah. There. Um. I. I you know I I like the combat. It's actually really good. Uh, the time slow animations are really good for getting those key headshots on humans. And key weak point shots as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, focus is a really cool um, innovation in that game that I think is just phenomenal. Um, it's cool that it shows the it shows like everything. It's basically just an X-ray of all the land. You can see people, machines, yep. points. So it's really good. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I hope to you know get. A little bit farther by week's end, because by Friday I'm probably gonna pick up Final Fantasy VII remake, hopefully, and just focus on that for the weekend. Yeah, time being. Um, but I'm having a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved Horizon. Um, Jackson and I both got the platinum on it. Um, oh, that's awesome. Some of that shit. Is yeah, cool. and uh, some of the stuff you got to cheese. Um, yeah. But uh, like some of the, there'll be like trials you get to later in the game. Um, some guy will be like, "Hey, killed this many dinosaurs in this amount of time using only this or something." So, if you like Google it, there's ways to kind of cheese it. Um, uh-huh. But otherwise, like that game is one of my favorite worlds that I've ever been a part of. It is a it is yeah. a unique world and it's so just like how uh, everything's decaying around you, and uh-huh. at nighttime, like the HDR they put in that game made it look fantastic um like the the sky and the, the moon just putting light on everything um obviously when you get like underground into like the i guess temples if you want to call it that from you know using a zelda term i don't remember the term they used uh in, in that um but 
I would, you know, that's really cool seeing all the, the ancient technology. Um, it was, it would have been close to, to getting on my, my top 10 list, but I, I give it negative marks for like, I love the story. I love the world, but outside of Aloy, I can't name one character from that game. Nope. The only reason I know is because I've been playing it. Yeah. A lot, but, um, the, the cultists are really fucking late. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Let's try this again. <laughs> hey, hi. How's Hello. everybody doing? Hi. Great. How are you? Good. Everybody sounds normal. Okay. Let's try this out. I'm talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. That's the game I've been playing. Nice. I like yes, that game. It's a great game. But, uh, anyways, I'm talking about the cultists because they're so fucking lame. Like, the voices they have besides these, like, cool masks are like, let's go get them, dude. And it's like, yo, you sound so dumb. Like I didn't, I don't like them. They're such a lame enemy at times. The the leader's kind of dope because he's just like a broided up asshole, so that's cool. But the rest of them are really fucking lame, and it's kind of funny. And I like it. Yep. Yeah, I would be really interested, Alex, uh, if you ever beat the game to talk about like uh, the the lore about the game once you find out like what happens to the world and stuff like that. Because that that's kind of what I get to because there's so many hints of like. It, it like like when I say not so distant future, like a lot of the mm-hmm. like when you're in the mountain and it's the goddess and it's like Thor that talks, like that's that's like a, that's like an any that's like a really common door for yeah, like research government facilities like that. So like cool. the way you think the story is going, um, it's it's like it's like not the way it's gonna go. Like there's gonna be a twist that like kind of. You know, you think one thing, but it'll end up being something else. So I'm at, I'm at Maker's End. Uh, I'm probably maybe halfway. I got on that. Like, uh, I, how far until it's twist? Like, how far do you gotta go? Like, you gotta get pretty far in the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact mission, but okay. I um, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say that I love how the the tribes and stuff that, that you talk with how they don't know about the technology and I really like the game because um, not to go too deep into it but I'm you know I consider myself an ancient astronaut theorist I think we were visited in the past by aliens and holy ass balls and there's okay um, there's a lot there's a lot of what? people who think that ancient people saw things they didn't know and it was misunderstood technology and that's how it is in this game with a bunch of the tribes. It's misunderstood te- understood technology. They see something that they don't understand, and they come up with like these, you know, they think it's magic, or they think it's, uh, you know, they think it's something else when it's, you know, technology. Let's delve into this. Do you think aliens built the pyramids? <laughs> yes. No. Rapid fire. No. No. I. No, I, I do not believe aliens built the pyramids. Okay, cool. Um, Hold on. Another question. Uh, <laughs> um, how's, how's the Earth look? What yeah, is it, it flat? Like is it a spinning disc? Does it look like a basketball? Or does uh, Jesus like Christ, flight? it better not be flat. That would be, that would be awful. <laughs> um, so, to speak to Horizon Zero Dawn, um, I really like that game. Uh, at first, I was kind of like iffy about it, but then I figured out the combat and you know targeting weak points and stuff like that uh, made me enjoy the game a lot more. 
Um, <laughs> however, I do have some grievances with this game that I would like to air. Um, I'm all for gender equality. I want to express that to the highest extent that I can. You know, I love a really great, strong female protagonist. However, but... however, Guerrilla Games <laughs> has like really made a lot of the male characters in that game fucking assholes. Like, yeah, like they really are like, yeah, like all, every all guy picks. in that game except for like the commander in one town. And the little twink man that saves you in the beginning of the game. They're all like assholes. Even like even like Aloy's adoptive father is kind of a dick. And it's like, yeah. why are they doing that? Are they like trying to make men seem like super evil to empower the female character? Because like that's not how you do it. Like you, you know, like I don't know. I just really hate and then like never mind, I can't go into spoiler territory. But like Every every bad person in that game is a dude, and it's like okay, like I get it, you know, like whatever, send whatever message you want to send, that's cool, but like I don't feel like that is necessary, and it really left a sour taste in my mouth. Like it's just yeah. like you could have done so much better without having to, you know, take a stance or take a side, be like, oh yeah. yes, women women represent the purity of life, and it's like okay, yeah, that's cool, but like. You don't have to make every male character in that game a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's just, you know, hopefully stuff they work yeah. on for the sequel. Um, I I can't wait to see what the sequel is. Yeah, I'm um, excited. Yeah, I am I got a good idea what it's going to be about, but there's there's one part in the game, and this, this isn't spoiler territory because this literally has no bearing on the story. But, Alex, you know how when you're looking at technology, uh, sometimes you can find, like, audio diaries or text diaries? So yeah. there's only one text diary in the game that talks about how the ancient people had a, you know, they had, they had a space uh, program, and so I hope that some, you know, I hope in the second game deals with space some. So so I don't know what it's gonna be called because when you get later in the game, you find out what the Horizon Zero Dawn means. So they can't like call it Horizon Zero or oh, Horizon yeah. One Dawn or yeah, they can. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be weird to call it Horizon Zero Dawn 2. They'll probably call it know? something like Horizon New Dawn, you know? Yeah, maybe. Like a new age of... of Modern Dawn! Yeah. Modern you know. Dawn fans! Um, yep, been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing. Um, discuss that. What else have I played? Did I play anything else? No? Nope, that's it. We're all been playing. Cool. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I played a little bit of Warzone nice. last night. Oh, nice. I got to win, but I got to win in the weirdest fashion. So I got to the final circle. And the final circle literally just encloses you mm-hmm. in gas. Mm-hmm. It, out. it was pretty dope. We were over by these apartments, and we, I dropped into the circle, killed a guy, guy died, and then we won. Huh. Really dope. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a really fun time. Um, actually, the new season pass dropped either today uh, or today. Today, cool. Yep. We're gonna check that out. Quads, they added, baby. Yeah, they added quads, but yes, three player. Yeah, really. Oh, whatever. That's fine. I I want squat quads because I have I have other yeah. friends I want. Like, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing. That, so who who are those other friends, Alex? <laughs> anybody wants to join? Anybody, dude, fucking please. I want to play so bad. I'm guessing they took out the three players teams so they didn't split up yes. the player base. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just I'm waiting for duos. Duos are pretty dope. I love duos again. Um. Anything else? You guys play anything else? No. No. All right. Well, before we get into the uh, games, why don't we discuss a little bit about this PS5 controller? Yeah. So, so like, what the I pers- fuck? I personally really I like it. I think it looks dope, and I I love it I, when console manufacturers try to take a risk and you know change some stuff up, and I, I like it. Yeah, it's definitely a departure from the DualShock series. Um, it's a pretty bold design. I initially was like, it, it like when I first saw it, it reminded me of like walking downstairs and my expression when I see one of my dogs had shit on the floor. I was like, I was like, I was like, ugh. And then I like kept looking at it, and I'm like, you know, that's a beautiful turd. That's a really beautiful turd. <laughs> but I, I actually, it's growing on me quite a bit. I really like the design of it. It's it's pretty unique. The first thing I thought was Mass Effect Andromeda, because Andromeda, their colors were white, black, and blue. That game didn't exist, Josh. <laughs> so it's I can't say it's growing on me yet, because I know people are saying, like, oh, if you look at it, it has like, almost like a kind of angular design. But I think it's... I think that's only because of the colors that you see. It's almost like an optical illusion because I've seen a mock-up where it's all black and it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of DualShock 4 anyway. I much prefer the Xbox controller with the offset sticks. Um, I wish they'd give you a choice. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, it, it obviously looks better than a DualShock 4. You know, they've so that they, you know, updated the uh, triggers and they got actual haptic feedback now. And I like the microphone that's built into it. Um, that's going to be kind of cool, yeah. the microphone. Uh, it's going to be kind of sweet. I wonder if it'll be used more for like, people who want to stream. Maybe. Um, it... But Because like, there's the thing. If you're going to have that microphone, but you also need a headset to hear. So does that mean that it's going to be able to support? No, I think that. So I think that you'll hear the people's voice coming out of the speaker on the controller. I really hope yeah. they didn't skimp on that at all. Yeah, so much like on the some PS4 games, like you know, you hear if you're not wearing a headset, you hear audio yep. coming from the controller. Um, yeah. So actually... they did confirm today that there is still the headphone jack in it. So interesting. Well, they're not gonna abandon that. Well, people said that about iPhones and you know Galaxy phones before, and they got rid of them. Yeah. True, but like, I think that's and then, mm. I don't know. But uh, I like it a lot. I think it looks really cool. Um, yeah, the... I think obviously the the most important thing is how's it going to feel in your hands. At the end of the day, it's really all that matters. But uh, so you know how people can test these, like they'll give them the reviewers and stuff. Do you think they're going to be able to send these out to people? Uh, due to like supply shortages, is that what you're saying? I think he's, or just I think he's talking about because of what's going on right now with the the coronavirus. Yeah, do you think? Like, oh think yeah, like the whole liability thing. Oh yeah, I mean uh, I think it's yeah. a risk they're willing to take. But the, the thing is, though, is that you're not going to see like you know IGN or Giant Bomb. They're not going to get their hands on these so they can get back in the office. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
so yeah all that the in-person reviews are gonna have to wait till then i'd like to think this is an essential product to be shipped like you know how Amazon's only shipping essentials. I mean, at some point, I guess I've ordered some weird shit from Amazon the last couple of weeks. Ordered some blinds I got here kind of quick. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture. Of somebody's like, "Thank God Amazon's prioritizing, uh, you know, important shipments," and they had ordered a fucking anime figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see, it has USB-C. Thank God. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, it's interesting how they're replacing the share button with the create button, and no one really knows what that means yet. Um, I've seen people say that hopefully oh. it launches into something like Dreams, and I, I fucking hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Dreams is cool, but I mean, like, I don't like create to me is just another share functionality like when you go on a share you can like trim your video or your picture or something so i'm hoping that that's what they mean by create you know create your video create your um yeah oh yeah create your youtube video create your stream mm-hmm. yeah uh, probably which is cool because I, I think that's a really neat feature on the ps4 actually that i've noticed it's a lot easier to just get my content yeah. somewhere and like i said earlier i think this is it leaves me interested on in what the console is going to look like. I hope. Yeah, it's that'd be very oh, sleek. I, fucking hope. I like white white consoles. I think they look pretty dope. I. Anything else? Any other comments about this I, PS5 I hope the console has an interesting form factor. Um. Yeah. I'll be too, because I think the Xbox. What if it's a giant triangle, like pyramid thing? <laughs> what no, if it's like those me. uh the dev kits <laughs> that'd be fine do you understand what a triangle would do it would put so many conspiracy theorists be like well this is did the, the aliens the build the playstation 5 yeah. <laughs> oh, how many how many triangles do you see when you look at this <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, um let's see if there's anything else we can talk uh, about this thing we gotta talk about the uh, last one's getting delayed. Yeah, I'm trying to look at more than what this controller. There's not much else we haven't talked about. Light bars in the middle. That's it. But yeah, we should talk about the last of us thing because it's kind of it kind of took some wind out of yeah. a lot of people, huh? So last of us two, uh, it's getting delayed. Yep. I'd say indefinitely. Yeah. Now Sony uh, and uh, Neil Druckmann's responses are a little bit different because Sony says indefinite, and then Neil Druckmann says. We hope it's not that long. Um, yeah. Well, of course. He's uh, definitely just corporate. But, I mean, this best. really is truly just because of supply constraints and printing discs. And yep. they don't, they didn't, it's yeah, they do not want one of these debacles that Final Fantasy VII got into to where people across the world have it two weeks before other people, like in the U.S., and their answer to U.S. people is, well, you can play it on April 10th. It's like, dude, fuck off. Like, if you're going to give it to them, release, release it for everywhere. Um, so, yeah, so they don't want a situation because this game is going to rely much more on avoiding spoilers than the game that came out, you know, when the original came out 20 years ago. Um, but. 
George disconnected again. Uh, um, but uh, Neil Druckmann anyway. said that they're still having conversations. That it's not off the table for them to just release it digitally at first. Um, but he said that the problem with that is other countries' internet isn't great, and maybe they wouldn't be able to download it during this time. So, so Sony is giving out automatic refunds for anybody who pre-ordered this game on place on PlayStation Network. Yeah, that's that's something that never happens, Any. and that leads me to believe that Sony thinks this delay is gonna last toward the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think yeah, they get it'd be longer than more. It you wouldn't give money back if it was longer than sixty days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, in the middle no. of responding to Jordan. Anyway, so okay, so um, I I am torn because I I I really think that. I really think they should just release everything digitally at this point. Because everyone is just so far stuck in these houses. We don't know what's going on. We just want yeah. something. And the more and more everything gets pushed back, the farther and farther we get from a fucking just normal reality. kind of sucks. But at the same time, I completely understand because box stores are very essential to certain parts of the world and certain parts of the United States, for instance. Um, as much as I want everything to just be digital so I can mm-hmm. get it, it's not going to be easy. But, um... I my only hope is this gives them more time to just maybe fix things they think they want to fix day one that they can just fix yep. in the time they then day one patch or day two patch or you know week one whatever it is um, could be something completely different so that, that's a good hope and I'm sure they're going to be right because Naughty Dog has a game so so no um, now that this is out of like. No, this is out of our calendar for the indefinite future. Did you guys see um, well, I mean, Ghost, of Su- Ghost of Tsushima? That's, that's not coming. Yeah, out. I mean, it was only releasing a month later, so I don't see how if if this delay is going to be more than a month for Last of Us, I don't see how you know Ghost isn't going to get delayed also. Well, I mean, yeah, for me, I feel oh, like but- Last of Us Two is Sony's you know golden child. We'll see how they feel about Ghosts of Tsushima if they delay it or not. Yeah. But I think it really does, you know, if the supply chain is getting better by the end of May, maybe they do release Ghosts on time and then push Last of Us till August. No, that would be, yeah. that would make sense. Maybe, yeah, have that, have that first game yeah. be the initial uh, tester for the waters. That'd be, that'd be the smartest thing. So the real question is, do you think we're going to see a release of Cyberpunk? Yes. Yeah, I think it'll be released this year. Uh, in fact, there's... I think it'll... Yeah, I think it'll release on time on September 15th or whatever it's supposed to be. In fact, there was just... Um, I was reading online right before we started on GameSpot. Um, CD Projekt Red made a statement saying that all of their projects are currently on track and they have their employees working from home and everything's going smoothly. Nice. Good. You want to hear them? Any other comments about this? Besides, no. Super bummed. Well, uh, you guys want to take a break? Come back in about. Uh, minutes I think in, uh, let's or... do rapid fire real quick, then take a break. Okay. All right, rapid fire segment. Well, I 
where I say a few stories here and give our my uh, gentlemen compadres here a few seconds to respond. And that is it, Josh. Okay. <laughs> all right microsoft had an inside xbox yesterday where they announced new games coming to game pass including alvestia chronicle journey to the savage planet overcooked 2 football manager 2020 missed over and stranger things 3 the game any games there you're interested in alex no because most of them are yes PC josh no okay uh, Google Stadia announced that they are giving away two free months of Stadia Pro to anyone with a Gmail account, saying that it is because of the virus and people are at home. Do you think this will save Stadia, Alex? No, because it needs to have the Google Chrome Uh No, you can play on desktop. True, but um, let's... Yeah. Josh? I oh, know. Right. Uh, it won't save it. Okay. Uh, Xbox Series X is not changing the user interface for their console at launch compared to the Xbox One. Do you think it's a bad decision, Alex? No, because Josh. No, but I do love seeing new UIs for every console. Yes, I agree. I think it's disappointing. Every- I think that when you get a new box, you want something new. Uh Gears Tactics has gone gold on PC. Are you guys interested in this, Josh? Yes, but only for a, a uh, console port. Oh. Same okay. exact answer. Actually. I mean, Josh, you and I both have PCs. You know, we could get into it. Um, it is going to be on Game Pass, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, eventually it will make it through. Uh, that is the end of Rapid Fire. Back Ooh, to Alex. Yeah, I like those. I like all right, back to me. Hello, it's me. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. We'll reconvene in a few minutes here. We'll get okay. started on the next uh, subject. Sorry. Welcome back. So here we're going to talk about our top 10 games, but we're going to go from uh, 10 to 6 here. So, Andrew, why don't you start off with your number 10? All right. My number 10 game Released on November 21st, 1995. Nope, sorry, that's wrong. December of 1995 in North America. On the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. What? Yes, uh, this is my favorite platformer of all time. Um, Played a shit ton when I was a kid. I have gone back and played it as an adult, and it still holds up. How do you play Um, it? So... You're asking how I play it as, as an adult? Yeah, like what, um, like do you have to play it on an original? Uh, no, it was a ported to 3DS. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like their Super Nintendo classics or whatever they put on there. Oh, nice. Um, and then, I mean, I have it on my SNES Classic also. I could play it on there. Um, but yeah, this is, I had, the platforming on it is to me a spot on. I think this game is as good as Super Mario World. Um, most people would disagree with me, but um, it has one of my favorite soundtracks of any game I've ever played. Love the soundtrack for it. And I don't know, I, I just grew up on this game. And so I was looking at these 10 games and I was trying not to let nostalgia be a factor. Because okay. like, I don't think it's just because you remember a game and like, oh, you know, I played this as a kid that I loved it makes it one of the best games you ever played. So 
I was looking at it as do these games still hold up? And this game definitely still holds up. I've never played this. Um, I've just pulled it up here on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's a direct sequel to Donkey Kong Country, which we were yes. for the game. Have one. you played any of the Donkey Kong Country games? Probably the first one. Okay. But I don't remember much of it. Um, Josh, have you ever played this game? Oh, yeah. Me and Andrew, uh, we played this a lot when we were little. I have a lot of fond memories of playing it. Uh, and then, you know, I've played it here and there as an adult. Um, I, I do agree it has one of the best soundtracks uh, in a game. I mean, you play, if someone were to play me some music, I would immediately not even not just be able to tell you it's from Dongan Country 2, but in a lot of cases, be able to tell you what level it's from. That's that's cool. Um, so, did you just play as Diddy Kong, or you you play as Diddy Kong and then Dixie Kong? Just the girl version of Diddy Kong, Mister. Uh, well, so Diddy, he uh, he plays this like uh similar to Donkey Kong, except you know he's smaller, he can move faster, and then his uh, his main attack is a cartwheel move, and then oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. This game cat sounds familiar. Yeah, and then Dixie can fly through the air because she with her ponytail or like like a helicopter. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember this game now. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people mispronounce the name because a lot of people think it's Diddy Kong's Quest, but it's Diddy's Kong Quest. Diddy's yeah, Diddy's Kong Quest. That's fucking okay. Well, because you know they're rescuing Donkey Kong from King K. Uh, set on Crocodile Isle. That's awesome. Um, do you play it every year, or do you just like uh, here and there? No, not every year. Um, I mean, if there's ever a Super Nintendo game that I, I really want to play, like this is the one that I'll you know get out and play. Like I, I mean, I have my uh, Super Boy, which is basically my handheld Super Nintendo um, that is not officially licensed by Nintendo. Um, but you put cartridges, SNES carts, and and like if I ever play on that, that's the game I'll play. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Josh, did you have this uh, anywhere on your top, uh, on your ten through six? Uh, no. And I've never heard of it. So here we are, not there. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say about it, Andrew? Uh, no. I mean, it's. I would say to anyone that's a. a if you're a fan of platformers and you've never tried this, give it a shot. Awesome. Uh, actually, now that, now that I, I, is, does this have a level where you ride in a minecart? Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this one. Then. All right. Cool. But I mean, all the Donkey Kong games have minecart levels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I remember, I, I do remember this though. There are a lot of parts that I mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's dope. I want to check this out. I mean, obviously, developed by Rare back when. You know, Rare's heyday when they were making great games. All right, Josh, what's your 10? My number 10 is came out uh, September 25th, 2007. It is Halo 3. Awesome. So tell us why you like Halo 3. So. Uh, well, Halo is one of my most favorite game franchises ever. I uh, love the gameplay. I love the lore. I love... Man, love everything about it, and uh, I think Halo Three is—I think it's the best the series has to offer. I think it has a great campaign. Um, this had it had great multiplayer. Um, 
you know, great gunplay and I don't know, I it's just it's uh it's probably my favorite my favorite Halo and um yeah, that's that's what I put on my list. You guys remember where you bought this? Because I do. Uh, we got it online. Really? Yes. Hmm. It was actually the first time that we had bought a game online to where like a, a a game that hadn't released yet because we got it on Amazon and actually our parents bought it for us and it was like hey guaranteed delivery on a release date and so I think my mom was was like you know instead of doing a midnight release just get it on there because we don't feel like driving you there well i stood in line at walmart for hours just to have my mom come there and buy it for me (laughs) it was awesome well you weren't uh at the time you weren't 17 yet were you no i would have been it would have been like 16 yeah yeah it would have been one like a literal week later and i would have been okay so I really love Halo 3. The armor customization is probably some of the dopest. That Hayabusa armor was like, mm-hmm. when you got that shit, you felt like a king, man. That's yeah. Game. I loved all of their armor customization. Dude, when you saw that for the first time, like someone else had it, you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, how do you get that, man? Yeah. He's like, I did this. It's like, oh my God, you're so much better than everybody. And then everyone who had the katana on their backs, they're like, man, Yo. you got all the achievements, man. <sighs> I, I, oh man, what were, uh, what were, do you remember some of the maps? Um, not really, not really any of the names I can think of. Um, oh, I, am. I mean, I, I remember the first time I played the beta was with the, with the game Crackdown. <laughs> and I, remember. I got, I remember playing the beta and just, and just loving it. Be like, man, this is a, this is a next gen, you know, shooter. It was it's a fantastic game. Uh, Andrew, do you have it on your ten through six? No, but I mean, I have a lot of. I don't hold it as finely high as, as what Josh does. Um, I mean, I liked it, but I think when I think of Halo, I especially Halo Three, I think of more like playing online with friends and just yep. the memories are more like the antics that we got into. Yep. Like just real quick, my favorite memory is actually from the beta when we were playing with George and Colton Dan and Dan had was in a Banshee and it blew up, but he did not die. And it was on the map that like would launch you across and it had like a, a stream going through oh, the middle of yep. it. I remember that one. And so he was in the stream and he was underneath of the Banshee and he was floating down <laughs> And there were like five enemies on top of him that could not figure out where he was, even though his dot was there. Oh. <laughs> and they could not figure it out. And it, I just remember that, and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> That's dope. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the online too. A lot of what I put on this list was how I felt or how it made me feel, or like those to me are top games. That's how I kind of judge mm-hmm. personal things. So. Um, the, the Halo Three they did have a lot of fond memories online. Probably, probably, you know, some of the best that I've had are, are in the Halo games in general. So, um, uh, yeah. Anything else about that? Anything else about Halo Three? Um, no, not that I, not that I can really think of. Awesome. Well, uh, my number ten is Bioshock. It's uh, released. I totally forgot this. It released in two different, you know, uh, uh, during the 360 PS3 era. 
But if released first on 360 in August 21st of 07, then PS3, you know, more than a year later, October 17th, mm-hmm. Um I think Bioshock was one of the first games that really blew me away, you know, blew me away visually. Uh, there's a distinct, there's a couple of distinct things I can remember. The um, first time you get into the water capsule to go underneath the pipes in Rapture and you see the giant whales and yep. the dolphins thing just fucking blew my mind how much that look how great that looked how much attention to detail there was just it made you feel just so small and i like that in, and i like that sometimes in games because this gave you from the minute you start playing this game i always felt smaller than everything around me i felt like the world around me was always like just so much stronger than me and i was just there mm-hmm. um, until you know until you get stronger but I still felt like I was fighting the world as opposed to being in it. Um, I, I also like you know, the combat's really cool. The um, plasma upgrades are really interesting. Uh, it's ba- isn't it basically just a successor or a spiritual successor to System Shock? Yeah, spiritual successor. I uh, I never really played System Shock. So. Neither did I. Yeah, neither did I. Um. Uh, the the twist in this game is probably one of the greatest twists I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's downright terrifying. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. um, I remember the. Oh, go ahead. No, I remember playing that game. It was one of the first games that it had like you went through the water and you could see the water like you know cascading down your screen. And almost like if you were to go through water in real life and just be like, wow, this this game looks amazing. It's, it's so fucking... It was like one of the things that really utilized the HDMI cable. That in Gears of War. Yep. So I have this game at number six on my list. Awesome. Uh, I did not get this game at launch because when it came out, I was like, wow, I've never heard of this game. I'm not going to get it. But then it won Game of the Year. And... When I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I guess, I mean, one game of the year, so it's got to be good, right? So that's when I gave it a shot, and definitely one of my favorite games of all time. I think that this is the benchmark for first-person shooters. It was like normal first-person shooters are like, all right, well, there's not a whole lot of stories, so it's like a bunch of monster closets and, you know, just go around. This gave such a great story to it, and so many memorable characters. Um, they all had just such quirky personalities and yep. the world just rapture itself was, I think the best character. Cause just like the, the history of it and all the, the environmental storytelling of like, Hey, you're set in a place that looks like you're in like the 1920s and it's all gone to shit, but you like see it there. It's almost like if you're on a Titanic and you're walking around it while it was sinking yeah, it was. Um, that's it. Just like I, like I said, it just felt so big. Yep. And it was such. It was so big, yet so small. Like everything was contained on the you know on the inside, but it just felt so massive. Yeah, like when you would look at a huge window, and like across the water, you'd see like a small walkway of another like you know compound or building, and you'd see a big daddy walking through. It just made it feel like there's so much, so much shit going on here that's not just isn't always circled around your character, and 
the big daddies themselves like you know i have a big daddy you know like a a six inch figure sitting up on one of my you know uh displays here one of the coolest character designs um along with the little sisters that you know were with them but just fantastic it was also uh, that whole big daddy little sister interaction was not what you expected Mm -hmm. roles seemed super reversed and they were both really good uh characters in that yep Little sisters were absolutely horrifying, <laughs> like yep. creepy yep. as fuck. That that game by itself was like scary. That really, you know, scary. most people say it's the first one shooters. I say it's a survival horror game. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I I got actual jump scares. I don't mm-hmm. get those a lot with people. That was whew, that was Alex. Your first playthrough. Did you do, get the good or the bad ending? Uh, I think I did. Uh, uh, what was the good ending? The I good ending is you were only allowed to harvest, I think, one little sister throughout the whole game. If you did more than one, you get a bad ending. I don't remember. But I probably did the bad ending. Yep, either. I've beaten it twice, and I've done the bad ending both times. I I did the awesome. good ending because I I didn't feel like I could harvest those uh, little sisters. Sometimes I had to. They're being little yep. sisters. Just had to fuck him up. Like, listen here, you little asshole. Minding my business. You're coming out of nowhere. Fuck. And, you know, let's just say real quick that, like, that that game was really the first one, at least to my knowledge, that really did the audio diary so good. Is that, you know, all these characters, and you hear their history, and and then, you know, it really gave it so much more lore to it. And also... You start the audio diary, and you can walk around and continue to do stuff. You don't have to be in like a menu listening to the audio diary. That was like a, a game changer. I love Bioshock. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really cheap. Bioshock Collection is really cheap on PS4 for the spring sale. Mm-hmm. Now, r- real quick, did you play the second one? Oh yeah. So I only played I think through half of it, um, and then I did beat uh, Infinite for the first time last year. Oh, awesome. I think I'm gonna, I want to run through these because they're not as long as they people yeah. think they are. All right. So I might actually... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, you... No, uh, you go ahead and finish. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm done. Uh, well, if we're done, uh, Andrew, would you kindly tell us your next game? <laughs> okay, good, good, good. There. Okay. All right, my number nine game... Uh, See, released on August 25th, 2009. My first PS3 game I ever bought new Batman Arkham Asylum. I wish I would have put this on the list. I love this game. Yes, it is of the three core Batman games. This is it's my favorite one still. Like, I, I did like City, but this one still to me is just the the asylum, all the, the enemies, like. This the secret, yeah, the secrets. This really was the first superhero game that you're like, all right, this is a fucking great game. It's like yeah. all the other ones before it were like, okay, you know, it's not that great or whatever. But I mean, and there were a, a few good Batman games, especially the Sunsoft Batman game um, on a Super Nintendo. But this one makes my list because you're playing this fucking Batman, and it's a Metroidvania game, like. <laughs> it's 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 incredible. Um, I like the Riddler trophies. Yeah, those were 
pretty cool. I think I got, you think I got a good amount of how many? Um, the calendar man. That was a really. He was a really mm-hmm. good character. A lot of his just things plastered on the wall were really cool. Um, they did a lot with the villains. There's so much. Just... Yep. And honestly, like Mark Hamill, such a fantastic job as Joker. Um. And when you say Riddler trophies, I think this game did it so well. It's because the Riddler trophies didn't get out of hand. I feel like with City and Arkham Knight, they were so out of hand that some of them were so kind of obscure that they're kind of really hard to do. But yeah, this one just, there was challenge to them, but it wasn't impossible. And uh, each uh, boss that you go fight, isn't it basically just one giant room? Of the asylum, so like Mr. Freeze had something unique. Well, Freeze didn't show up until City. Yeah. City? Okay. So who? So, so what was the this? bosses in this uh, one? It was like uh, obviously you had Joker, you had Poison Ivy, um, you had uh, Victor Zaz at the beginning of it. Oh, Killer Croc, yeah. Scarecrow, Poison Riddler, but he does not physically appear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, this one. Killer Croc was <laughs> terrifying. Like that was the that was the, the uh like dip and dodge. Yes, but whenever you'd see Killer, you know, before this game came out, Killer Croc, you're like, all right, that's a fucking guy turning their crocodile, like whatever, man. But this one, when you see him, he's so big, and his voice, I will eat your bones. It's just like he was terrifying as a, and yeah. all you see these security guards are like, I don't want to fucking be around this guy. Um, the. Which okay, so which Joker boss was this? Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember. This is the one where they like injected him with shit, and I think he beat. Did he become that giant? Yeah, thing I believe just... so. Okay. Um, that the endings, boss fights were. Meh. That's the only. That's the only bad thing it has. Like yeah, I, I think that's. Sort of a... I think maybe the only negative mark on this game I can say is yep. like some of the boss fights. I think the uh, scarecrow fights got a little samey, you know, after they went yeah. on. Um, but other than that, I don't really have a negative thing to say about this game. Yeah, it was. It was one of the first games I got when I was out of high mm-hmm. school. Like first thing yeah. I got with my own money. Yep. Like, oh hell yeah! I'm a oh, not my own money, but like my first. Like, I'm gonna buy me a first fucking game. That and Ghostbusters. Yep, because I mean, I I got my first PS3 in 2009, and it was you know not long after uh, graduating high school, and then I got some used games for you know obviously Uncharted and like uh mm-hmm. you know whatever. But yeah, this was the first new game I ever got, and I bought it at the GameStop and Joliet the mall. Hell yeah, I love that little store. Uh, was this on your list by any chance? Uh, no. Josh? But I, I have played it several times, and it's definitely, it's probably my favorite superhero game. Me too. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Josh, what's your nine? All right. No. Um, my uh, dog is all over me. Hell yeah. Love that dog. So my number nine game is... Uh, came out uh, March 14th, 2010 in North America. It is Pokemon Heart Gold. Ooh, awesome. Why Heart Gold over the original? Uh, mainly because I, I think it's, it's a better game in every way. Um, the original Gold was great, but Heart Gold is it's the same game, but it, it just built upon everything. And 
uh, it's it's just it's just so much better from a gameplay perspective and and then it took the uh, the expansion Pokemon Crystal and it put that story into the heart gold so you get that as well. Oh no shit! So, that's cool. So it's two. That's really are you cool. when you say heart gold? Do you specifically mean heart gold? Or are you like combining heart gold and soul silver? Um, I mean they're they're the same game, just you know different Pokemon that you yeah. can capture. So there's no difference in story. But I mean, like, if someone handed you both those and said you can only play one game, are you always reaching for gold? Uh, yeah, I would probably nine out of ten times go for hard okay. gold. I like the gold series more than. Gold. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, I think it has one. The great Pokemon it, game. I had this on my list, not not hard gold, but I had this on my list, and then I crossed it out, and I was like, eh. I haven't played them so long, I don't really know. But, like, looking back on it, the Gold Series, Silver Series, probably my favorite Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, it did the most amazing thing in any Pokemon game. And once you finish the first region, you got to go back to the region from the the original games. Oh, I mean, I cool. wish there's there's never been another Pokemon game to do that, and it's really disappointing. And, I, you know, I wish that, I wish Game Freak would you know, bring, bring that, bring that feature back. And um, unfortunately, in my opinion, I think the Pokemon franchise has gone down, gone downhill from where, where it used to be. Yep. Um, Andrew, did you have this anywhere? Uh, not my list, but I mean, I think that when you look at the history of Pokemon games, I think these, in my opinion, I think these are the best Pokemon games. Yeah, oh, who is your, if you had a, you know, what was your starter most of the time? Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil? Yep. I love Typhoon. Same here, Josh. same here, Cyndaquil. Okay, I was always a total dial guy. Okay. Uh, hell yeah. I, I, oh yeah. What's, what's the, what's, for alligator. Oh, what's the third of For alligator. He, um, he looks pretty dope. I like his uh, character. And I will say that out of you know the grass starter they had, I think Chikorita was like the only grass Pokemon I ever actually liked from the. Yeah, most of them yeah. are really good. Uh, I, I like the Pokemon design in this one, probably. Better, mm-hmm. but... Anything else to say about that, bud? Anything else? Um, the Pokemon Heart Gold came with a. Um, it was almost like a pedometer that you would wear, and you could. You could put one of your Pokemon in the pedometer, and then I don't remember exactly how it worked, but they would like get experience or something. And those are really rare now and go for like over a hundred dollars. Yeah, damn, really? Shit. The, the, the games themselves you buy and use they go for between 60 or 70 dollars. Yeah, it's God crazy. Damn. Okay, huh. I really hope Nintendo. Starts wising up and puts all their old stuff on the Switch because I think this is. Well, the Pokemon Gold, the Game Boy Color uh, version, is on 3DS. Uh, You can buy it um, through their virtual console. Um, But hopefully, hopefully these DS games get you know a re-release at some point. It'd be really cool. All right, so my number nine is uh, God of War. 2018. That came out on uh, 420 2018, boys. 
Uh, the reason why I like this game so much, why it's on my top list, is because it's uh, probably the first game. It's actually the first God of War I've ever beaten. I never liked God of War, any of them. I hated the combat. Story was fine. Uh, I just I didn't like the combat. I didn't really like the characters. But as soon as I watched this game on a stream, I was like, I had to buy this. I literally went and bought a PS4 just to play this game because of how good it looked. Um, I, I love the combat. It was a cool, unique twist to a character-driven type of uh, game. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Dark Souls with the power attack, light attack. Um, and I like Dark Souls. Not good at it. Very bad. But I enjoyed the combat. The combat is, uh, is, to me, really unique. And they integrated something like that, similar to what God of War has. Uh, the... That story was something else, man. That story is, is really, really unique. Uh, crossing Greek mythology with North mythology works mm-hmm. very well. Um, I like the whole, their entire take on the mythology of North Norse gods. And uh, what, so they had some of the best characters, too. So that dude whose head you have on your hip is probably the fucking best. I got Mimir, yeah. Um, I liked uh, Kratos and Atreus together. Once you get longer into the game, is probably some of the best interactions I've seen in a long time. Because at first, it's just old man yells at kid mm-hmm. constantly, and then there's just like Kratos becomes the father, and Atreus finally just you know matures and becomes the quote unquote man in a way. Uh, a lot of the boss fights are really cool. The last boss fight was really, really interesting. Um, the, the fucking opening of the game itself was crazy. Fucking, uh, I can't remember that guy's name. It's right there on my tongue. Uh, it comes and just beats your ass. And then off to the races it is. Um, the creatures are really cool. Um, I, I don't have a really bad thing to say about this game. Yeah, they did a great job You know, making you, at first... They did a great job of making the kids seem somewhat, I guess, maybe annoying and almost like, I guess, not really getting in your way, but being like, you know, stand aside so I can do all the work. But then, you know, later on in the game, they did a great job making you care about the kid. And they, you know, gave the they gave your son a lot of great, you know, great gameplay, uh, gameplay stuff to where he could help you out. And... Then, you know, really the the backstory about the son and who he is, I mean, it, you know, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then finding out that when you first talked to the world snake and the snake was actually talking to your uh, Kratos' son because he, he knew who the son was. Yeah, that was, oh man, that snake yeah. was so badass. I'm a, I'm a sucker for, again, being a small person in the world of a giant. It just blows me fucking yep. away. So and when you, when you first saw, when the world stink first put his head up, was your first thought, how the fuck is Kratos going to kill that? Uh, no, because like I said, I never played far enough in the God of War to know that he just okay. beats the shit out of things. Because, yeah. But like at first, Don't... I know he beats yeah. the shit out of a lot of giant beasts in Greece, so... Yeah, um, no, when I saw that thing, I just looked at, oh, I was like, God, this thing is just so beautiful and so cool, and 
Um, uh, the axe he has is a very cool, unique weapon. Um, that's kind of what made me mm-hmm. really love the game is, is the uniqueness of the combat with that axe. A lot of the combos were interesting. A lot of the runes were pretty cool. Um, and I think we should I think we need to discuss those two dwarves because they are mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Those dwarves. It was, it, was, yeah, thought... it was always fun when you go into an area and they're you hear you hear them you hear them hammering on <laughs> first, and then you go up and then you hear them you know bickering with each other. Mm. And the one dude just swears a lot. It's funny as fuck. It makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, I think what worked in this game's favor is that there weren't too many main characters, so the ones that there were, they could really focus on them and really you know kind of hammer out their backstories. I thought it was really interesting that the Greek mythology and the the what what's the North Norsk is that what it's called? Norse. The, the Norse Norse mythology. Yeah. I like how they they, they weren't mutually ex- exclusive because eventually Mimir realizes who you are and he realizes and he even mentions that you're the person who destroyed the the, the Greek pantheon. And so um, I thought that was interesting. Um, the world tree, that whole like way mm-hmm. around world is very cool. Fact. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a cock tease though because there was like two or three worlds that you couldn't get to. Yeah! I thought, did they even no. add that? No, I, didn't I mean, maybe in the future I game. So cool. yeah. um, did you guys have this? I do not have it on... Ten through six, yeah, uh, a little, uh, okay. little teaser for something. Yep, yep. Mm. Yeah, I, teasers. I, like I don't that. have it on my list. Okay, um, Andrew, to me again. Number eight. All right, uh, my number eight yeah. uh, released in on November twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Cool. This is on my nice. Um, so this is one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. Now I may or may not have more on my list. You know who knows. Uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, the best way to play this game is the 3DS version. It completely like it's a remaster, so it obviously makes the visuals better. Um, it's not super fuzzy. Uh, you know they add the. The movement, the controls are, you know, a little bit better. But being the first 3D Zelda game completely changed the game and the, the gaming landscape mm-hmm. in, in 1998. And to imagine, like, having to go back and play this game on a shitty-ass N64 controller. But we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we fucking did out of this yep. game with an N64 controller. We did. I don't know how, but we did. Everything in this game was just a, a, a game changer in, in terms of how you make games with the, the open, you know, the pseudo open world, um, the all of the characters, the dungeons like this game. So in third grade, I had a uh, in like a writing class or speech class or something, whatever fucking class it was. I had an assignment. It was like you have to write an essay, like create a story or something. So I just went. And and I basically my essay was the beginning of this game <laughs> up until you get the third spiritual stone in the with the Zoras. And I got a fucking A plus on that. 
And so, like, I mean, there's a reason why people still say this is one of their favorite games of all time. And I, I, I don't know. I struggle to even put into words how, how great this game is. Um, so th- this game is, again, on my list. Uh, no. Josh, this on your list? Wow. Um. I love the game. I think it has one of the best soundtracks ever in the game. I mean, some yes. of that music is just iconic. Um, and then singing back on, you know, they had a really good dungeon design and uh, amazing secrets. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to games that you know mean a lot to me, it's not on my top ten. I can. I remember. I specifically beat this sometime in my dad's apartment thing, ninety nine. It was way before two thousand, um, and that that's where I kind of like remember it the most. Is playing it through that and playing with my dad, watching you know him helping me and I'm helping him. It was really cool. Um, I'll tell you right now though, when you uh, get out of the Temple of Time uh, as an adult, and those fucking goddamn zombies mm-hmm. come out of nowhere yep. and go <laughs> like do. Fucking scared me so much. I'm terrified of that. I hated going through there. It really fucking made me scared. I hated it. Um, I like the. It's got unique things like the way you get Impona mm-hmm. is really really cool. Um, I still can't believe we fucking played on an N64 controller. I just I'm blows my goddamn mind. Um, uh, this was my first Zelda I ever played. That's mm-hmm. why it kind of sticks to me so much, uh, and I, I like all the all the all the characters. Um, they're all really good. the The twist with Zelda is is again very iconic. The bo- the ending boss yep. battle is really cool. It's probably one of my a favorite. lot of the boss battles are you know that boss battle in the the yeah. first temple is one of my favorite boss battles oh. ever. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a um, that's a it's Phantom a, Ganon. Hmm. Um, the soundtrack is to me the most icon. I literally whistle like some tune from here at least daily. I, I just, I, it's so catchy, so nice yep. to hear. I, uh, I like it, man. It's it's one of my favorite games. I, again, yep. not, not having my uh, my alarm noise is the Minuet of Forest. Yep. I wake up to that every yeah, day. Okay. So I get that. That's my tune in Animal Crossing. No, so I, I think you're that. thinking of uh, yeah, the it. Lost Woods song. Yeah, no, the, huh. the Minuet of Forest is huh. the the Forest Temple song that you had the um that uh um oh, why am I it, it would what's, it would Sheik uh Sheik taught you yeah and it would te- it would teleport oh. you to the Lost Woods. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Song of Storms, mm-hmm. also very good. Let's, um, what is that village? Uh, Kakariko Village. Okay, so that village, when you go underneath, which oh, is yeah. the pose yep. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Scary. This is probably one of the first games I've ever played that really scared me. It's like, mm-hmm. really dark areas, really dark. 
places in uh, the Zelda universe. So I, um, when I got this on 3DS, uh, if you were one of the lucky people to pre-order it, they only give it a certain number of copies of it, but there was, uh, through the Club Nintendo, you were able to get a mm-hmm. soundtrack, and this, the the CD case has, uh, the cover of it has, like, Link clashing with Ganon, um, or Ganondorf, and uh, it's just a soundtrack of all the songs from Ocarina of Time, and I think they only made, like, 10,000 of them, something like that. Oh, cool. That's dope. That's really cool. Um, the only negative is like you know some of the water. Some yeah, trash, like I said, in the 3ds know. version, they actually clean that up a little bit, and they put a lot of like uh, helpful hints and markers to like guide you through it. Awesome. I again, I regret not having a 3ds because there's a lot of stuff I want to play that's currently not on the Switch. But uh, did you ever play the one that was on the GameCube? No, I never played through it. So I, I would love. So I have um, on my my Wii U that is uh, it's modded. I have the Master Quest on it, and I've I played it recently in the past couple of months, and I got through the first temple, and I, well, I got I finished a, a great Takutri, and I would love to play through the game. Um, but I mean, I would have to I would have to use a strategy guide because unlike, unlike the normal game. The master quest has, if you if you go into the wrong rooms, if you use the keys at the wrong place, you can actually break your game to where you can't fix it. To where you you know you'll get stuck and you won't be able to pro- progress any further. Yeah, that actually might be something I wouldn't mind watching, like a let's player streamer go through that. Huh. Cool. Um. I'm just reading through a lot of the reception of it, and all I see is nothing. Ten out of ten is from the yeah. Um, really yeah, I mean, just like Grand Theft Auto Three, you know that it revolutionized you know open world games. Yep, absolutely. Anything else to say about no. this? Yeah, that's it. I think we're good. My turn. Uh, yeah. Okay, my turn. This one's kind of unique. I don't know if you guys want to play this. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Volume yeah, 2. Yeah. Love this game. Came out in April 29th, 2003. Made by EA Canada. Um, I had this from the GameCube, and I just remember hours of playing it because it was mm-hmm. just such a really good basketball game. Uh, featured a lot of NBA legends that I really uh, loved. Uh, Lambert, Julius Irving, you know, uh, Michael Jordan. And then it had the other like street legends that were in there that were pretty dope. Uh, badass soundtrack with a bunch of old ninety, old two thousands rap that I enjoy. Um, the ah oh man, all those fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. yep. ass moves you can pull off, spinning like the the fucking spinning off the heezies, all those dumbass through the legs crap, uh, the game breaker stuff. It's uh, it was just to me, it was like it was really fun. There's a lot of stuff that me and my friends played. When I was in grade school. Uh, we were just hanging out and playing this game for hours. Uh, this and oh, yeah. else. So this was the first life. game that I ever bought with my own money. Yep. <laughs> no shit, really. That's dope. Um, clearly, this is going to be on neither one of you. That's okay. Uh, 
I only played You unfortunately game. had the most ass looking version. Because the GameCube had the it was the worst looking version. Yeah. Yes, because playing yes. uh now was this game on Xbox or no? Yeah, it was on Xbox. Okay. So yep. you know, with Josh modding consoles and stuff, I have played in the last like year or two this on GameCube, Xbox, and PS2. And the GameCube one Don't looks you. like ass. <laughs> Well, like, okay, so I had a GameCube because I had a choice one Christmas. Pick a GameCube or an Xbox. I was like, well, that Xbox controller is too big for my hands, and I'm a fucking dummy. So I'll buy a yeah, GameCube. I don't know. I actually I think you made the right call because GameCube had so many great games. I did because I played it. Yeah. I, I didn't play all of them. I can, but, like, I can think I of the main menu music in that game right now, and it's uh, it's just, you know, oh, yeah. the the trumpet going and everything, and it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really and a very, like, uh, jazz kind of yeah. feel to it. Yep. Yeah, I it was just it was a very fun game and I loved the, it. The uh, the announcer was you know was funny and yeah, it was just a good game, good fun game to play with friends. So, so that's on my list. I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, Andrew, did we skip Josh's? We're at seven. Uh, which one did, did we? we just do? Do eight? Oh yeah, yeah. I have to do my eight. Number eight. Okay. Uh, my eight is oh, okay. uh, Gears of War three came out September twentieth two thousand two thousand and eleven. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, similar Why to Halo three, I think Gears this is the the best game in the series. Uh, I think it had the best sing- the best campaign, the best multiplayer. Um, it's it's on the short list of games that have made me tear up. Um. You know, uh, playing the game and seeing, you know, seeing Dom sacrifice himself and for everyone. Um, I I love the uh, the the song in the game, the Mad World. Um, there's a there's a great song. Was that in the game though? I thought that was in the first one. So in in the first game, they used that, that during the commercial to to yeah. advertise the game. But in Gears of War three, they yeah. had the uh, uh, they didn't have the lyrics. They just had the instrumental part of it. And the okay. uh, that part was going when when Dom was driving to sacrifice himself. Um, oh, so yeah, I think it just you know I think it had a great um, uh, did great at lore building and uh, multiplayer. Uh, to me, was you know iconic had a lot of great levels. Um, uh, I I remember when the game came out, a lot of people didn't know how to use the uh, son of shotgun. But because I had played the beta, I knew how to use it. And so when the game came out, it was just 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 hanging around the corner and wait for someone to run up and just come out and just shoot them. And if you're close enough, they just turn into a pile of meat. So, uh, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Ice T voice yeah. the character of Griffin in uh, Body Band Body Count made a song called "The Gears of War," which hmm. is featured in the Horror 2.0 trailer. That's fucking weird. Interesting. And this yes. is still yeah. a Blizzard. This is the last one. Awesome. Um, I didn't play. I might have played this. I don't really remember. I don't think I played much. I don't remember it because I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I played a lot of it. I mean, I was playing it with Josh and George and Colt and Dan and stuff back in the day. Um, honestly, like, I, I like the campaign, but um, I. I don't think I liked it as much as Josh did. Um, and in the multiplayer, 
I think it's just another one where I don't necessarily remember the multiplayer. I think I just remember the antics with our friends more. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's um, but I. Uh, no, this isn't it remastered. Is compatible on Xbox One. Backwards. I think I probably have it. I think I have everything but Gears of War One. I have all those collections. I have all got them all. You know. Um, maybe someday, maybe sometime, I'll go back and play this so I can actually see what it was. Cause I know and uh, uh, just like Halo, uh, I've I've read all I've read all the uh, novels for Gears of War, and uh, I, I I love them all. I think they're all I have, uh, I've read most of the Halo books up until a certain point. Probably the last, uh, I'd probably say last seven years worth of books that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. But I read a lot of them, and they were all really good. Good lore books. Um, anything else to really say? Because I don't really have um, is there anything. Is there anything different or unique? Um, I mean, they had a, had a lot of uh, really cool weapons. They added the, the retro lancer. Uh, it was you know more powerful, but uh, uh, smaller clip than the normal lancer. It didn't have a chainsaw bay in it. It had a knife, and you could run really fast and impale people with it. Um, then you know it had oh, okay. a sawn-off shotgun, so you know really close up, you could just take someone out in one shot. Um, yes, and that is the game where the digger launcher first made its appearance. Yes, and playing online, I'm sure you can imagine all the fun ways we made fun of the name digger launcher. Oof. Oof, it, but yeah, yeah, it basically just launched like about. a um, a mine into the ground, and it would travel straight ahead of you. And then, if it if it found anyone ahead of you, it would just uh, pop up out of the ground like a groundhog and just explode. That's dope. That's dope. Um, uh, let's see. Is there anything else that's interesting about this? Uh, the beta was actually released. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The beta was uh, really fun. Uh, you had to. Um, there's a. So the game had a bunch of cool weapon skins and stuff. And there's a beta special to where if you got 100 kills in 72 hours, uh, you got like this gold uh, gold skin for a bunch of weapons. And so I, I remember I did it in like. I did it in less than a day. I got 100 kills. And then, um, you know, going playing the game, oh, yeah. people who had those gold weapons, you knew, like, you know, they played the beta and stuff. That's dope. Bullet um, Storm, not a good else game. Anything about it? <laughs> no, it was, it was an okay game. No, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too memorable. Okay, uh, moving on. All right, my number seven. Uh, You might think it's kind of low, but uh, released on June 14, 2003, is The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Weird, because that's my number seven. That's that's kind of fucking weird, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Um, we talked a shit ton about this game back when we were doing our, you know, top five games of the decade or whatever. Um but yeah, I mean, I I cannot wait for the second game. Um, I'm actually watching. Uh, kind of funny is doing a. Uh, Nick is playing through Last of Us for the first time, and yeah, so I, I've been watching that, oh, and 
he does not play games very often, so um, it's definitely funny watching him playing Greg in a lap along with a foot. Um, you know, the beginning of it, obviously, I always tear up at the beginning of it when he loses his daughter. But Nick didn't tear up. <laughs> Nick said, reason number one why you shouldn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was, that was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, this game's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I mean, I don't know what else I can say that I didn't say before. I lens this on there because of how much, like, it was one of the first games that I actually, like, I, I was working at the time. I guess people like, around me, like, hey, mm-hmm. you guys, if you have PlayStations, you need to play this game. Go play it. Like, it's one of the most unique games. It's very cool. It's, it's something I've never played. And um, I had, like, grown men being like, dude, this thing made me cry. This made me feel. This was so much, so good. And, you know, it was so awesome. Um, it was awesome. Um Let's see, I want to find the negative. I want to find the negative. You know, I will say a, a negative, and now it's not necessarily negative on this game per se, but I think that Sony, a lot of their games are leaning into this post-apocalyptic thing. I mean, you obviously got Last of Us, you got Days Gone, uh, Horizon, um, and then uh, um, the game came out last year with the Death Stranding is a you know post-apocalyptic game. So it seems like a lot of their exclusive rely on this and maybe it's starting to get a little long in the tooth um but not with last of us in my opinion uh no um, but Josh, i definitely respect it as you know definitely one of the best games on ps3 and you can even say one of the best games on ps4 since it was ported there Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people oh, played true. it for the Excuse first me. time because um, so many people bought PS4s that didn't have PS3s. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think maybe the only thing that... I think the story is top-notch, but I will say I think some of the gameplay got a little stale Absolutely. toward the end of the game. Um. Yeah, I, I would agree yeah, with that. I, I think some of some of the parts, some of the stealth stuff was hard. Um, sometimes it was immersion breaking. You know, you hiding and Ellie walking in front of you to get around you, and enemies seeing her and not reacting at all. Um, which they said that they are fixing for Last of Us Two. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um... Oh, let's see. Last of Us. Uh, it's supposed to be a movie coming out. Uh, no, I never got into it. Did you guys play the multiplayer? I never got into it either. Although some people swear by it, saying it was really great. Uh, a lot of the minor things are pretty good, too. Uh, they kind of weave that world into something uh, livable. Kind of remarkable, too. Let's see. Let's did you here. did you play the the DLC the Left Behind? Yeah, yeah I did play. I was going to ask if um, you did because I didn't. Actually, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Is yeah, that, if you have it on PS4, all, all then the uh, you have that. <laughs> huh. Maybe yeah, I can right. play that instead of Last of Us Two since we're never going to get that every time. Okay. Cool. 
Not much. I really have like really nothing bad. Like uh, besides the AI and the stuff we talked about, everything is really good in this game. Uh, it's a real good emotional game. Troy Baker is an excellent actor. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ashley Johnson's good, and you know, real quick, going back to uh, um, Ashley Birch, who does Aloy, I thought did a fantastic job. As Aloy, and uh, she also oh, did yes. Tiny Tina in Borderlands. Um, yeah, so you know she has a pretty good range. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that you know she's really well known for Aloy now. Um, let's see. Uh. Uh, oh yeah, um, I've seen some of the motion capture about this in this game. Yeah, um, really Naughty Dog has some of the best motion capture of any game company. Like, yeah, I've seen videos of uh, Troy and Ashley, you know, doing their stuff, and it looks very like, I guess, exhausting and you know, almost like hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it takes a lot of, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort. And so really uh on Retro Replay on YouTube, uh Troy Baker and Nolan North play through this game. Um and so yeah, it's it's really interesting, you know, because okay. obviously Nolan North was in this game also as one of the enemies toward the end of the game. Um and uh but yeah, listening to Troy and cause they'll play a part of the game and you know, they might pause the game and Troy will be like, oh, yeah, when we when we did motion capture for this, we weren't actually walking through a forest. We were walking through a hallway that had, like, these things hanging out from the ceiling and, and, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, they'll have guests on for a certain part of the game. So the first episode they did, they had the, the girl on, or she's not a girl, she's a woman, that uh, did uh, his daughter. And Troy saying how many times they had to film that scene just to get it perfect. Um, and he's saying that every time they filmed it, it was just mentally draining because, you know, of she had to cry and then he had to, you know, get into his mental place to be able to film that. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I think it's, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Stands the test of time, even to this day. Not really. Not got much else. Uh, so I, that's my seven, clearly. My seven is Josh, what's your The Witcher 3, released on May 19th, 2015. Awesome. Um, it has one of um, the best why fantasy do you like the uh, stories in any game I've ever played. Uh, the gameplay is... Uh, well, it does take getting used uh, used to in certain parts. Uh, I think it's you know it's, it's top notch. Um, I love how in a lot of, in a lot of side missions, a lot of side missions are even better than the camp than the main campaign missions. And it basically a lot, in a lot of missions turns Geralt into like a detective. He's got to figure out what's going on. Uh, and then you know a lot of it, a lot of times it involves a monster, and he has to either go in. Um, Stores blazing, or 
you can uh, kind of plan beforehand what he needs to do, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, take some potions or put some poisons on your sword. Um, and also the two DLC expansions, uh, Hearts of Stone and uh, Blood and Wine, are, they're expansive and uh, add a bunch of story. And I don't know, uh, I, there's really not a whole lot of bad thing, bad, bad you can say about this game. Combat was not fun. That's my only yeah. regret about it. I just, yeah, it was hard I, to master. Whenever I play, I can play on the lowest I'm difficulty because the combat is so, like, you know, kind of shitty. I, I took, it just took me a long mm-hmm. time to just fight a lot of monsters inside different. Maybe I'm just bad at it, but it's yeah. everything else that you said, like, I agree with. I uh, never got with it. Um, the world is really good. Characters are good. I like yeah, my, uh, my my pitch for this game is Skyrim with character building and excellent quests and side quests. Um, I I love Geralt. I think he has a very dry sense of humor in the game, um, and I think he has some of the best yes monster design in in any game I've ever played. Um, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Monster contracts are so fucking cool. And I just I, I, really you know, cool. I said this when we talked about our the best games of the past decade, that this is the best Fable game that we could get without actually getting a Fable game. Yeah, and I think what really set it apart is like a lot of these side quests <laughs> that you do, it's not just like, hey, there's a monster in this house, go kill the monster and then come back to me and I'll give you a reward. Like, yes, that is, like, the, the bare bones of the quest, but when you get there, you find all these, like, notes or books or someone there that tells you the history of, you know, it might be, like, this this woman had a, a horrible thing happen to her, and then she turned into a, a race, and she's there, and, and it, they tell you about her, the bad stuff that happened to her, and how maybe the guy giving you the quest was actually got it did to her in the first place, and you know, then you have to decide like, do I want to kill her or do I set her free and then kill that guy, you know, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you guys have a favorite quest? I think probably in the um, there's a city in the game called Novigrad, and in the city there's a there's something going on to where these people are getting, they're getting injured or dying, and they're being taken to like this, uh, this hospital, and you find out that one of the, like the doctor is like this, uh, he's a vampire, and when you, when you, he's, you find him in his warehouse, and when you start talking to him, um, he, he starts like transforming into like this hideous, grotesque vampire beast, and it's, it's just really cool. Uh, if I remember, there was like a band yeah, heist or something in Novigrad. Um, that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um. Anything else? No. I mean, this is not on my ten through six. Okay. Wow, you're really yeah, good with these I'm, uh, hints and spoilers, I mean, I, aren't I'm you, not, sir? I, it might not be on my five through one. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, my number six was yep. Ocarina of Time. So uh, my number six was Bioshock. So, Andy, what is your number six? 
my okay. number six. Okay, Josh, what is your number six? Oh, it's suspenseful. <laughs> my number six is uh, released March 20th, 2006. It is the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Ooh, I was tempted to put this on mine. And for one reason alone, it was the first game oh, I nice. ever got a thousand gamer score for. Yeah, they're long games. And it took for fucking ever. It was, um, it was so worth it. It's such a fun game. Yeah. Um, the DLC alone, just yeah, that horse armor was fantastic. incredible. Probably some of the best DLC ever. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! You're right. It was a, oh my god! So when you say oh DLC, god, you're talking about so that shared Boras, uh, the Shivering yeah. Isles. Yep, Shivering Isles. Yep. Yeah. Fucking incredible! That was such a cool storyline. So why do you like this game? Um, I I love the game so much because I I think it yeah, it has a great story. Um, I think it has a much better main storyline than Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I have a lot of fond oh, memories of the the factions like the Fighters Guild, the Mages Guild, the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild. Um, yeah. f- finishing a Thieves Guild got one of the the best items ever in an Elder Scrolls game. It was called the Gray Cowl, and you could. You could you could put this mask you could put this, oh, uh, yeah. this mask on, commit any crime, and then take it off, and none of the guards would be any wiser. They... Yeah, um, I remember that. There's that a, a lot of like uh, rings or necklaces you could get. They're rare, but they would have a magical side effect that it would let you walk in water. So you could you know you could walk in water and act like you're Jesus. Um. I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, I, I have a lot of great memories of playing this uh, back in 2000, 2007, 2006, 2007, and just getting lost in the game and just loving it. I put so many hours in the list. And this game, back when the 360 came out, uh, we, uh, uh, I'm Alex, I think you know him, we had, we're, we're living down the street uh, from Max, and he had this game for Xbox. I don't know if he mm-hmm. rented it or just had it, but going over there and seeing this, I was like, "Oh my god, this game looks incredible!" And at at, at you know at the time, and just you're like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get this game and play it and just play it for myself. I loved it. I loved. Um, I don't like. I can't remember. Couldn't give you details about it, but uh, it was one of the first games I spent a lot of time playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a Xbox One X enhancements. Um, so Ooh. it had. Um, can you guys hear me? It had. Yep. Or I just had someone weird with my mic. Um, it had. Yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart as he did a voice of the king at the beginning of the game. Um, and then, but. Other than that, oh, okay. there's only nine voice actors and uh, actors and actresses for the game, and so yeah, and so you go around and you would hear the really? same guy voicing all these different people who live in the city, um, and so it was definitely a little, it was definitely took you <laughs> out a little bit if you if you go back to it now, because think you know thinking about it back then, I you know I didn't notice it as much, but going back to it now, I can definitely notice it. No. 
Um, Andrews. Is oh yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the game. Um, I Did just think that like game? playing a game like Witcher, I, I think that to me, uh, that game really is the benchmark for a game like you know Skyrim or any other Scrolls game, and I hope that. Uh, Bethesda really paid attention to that and is putting, you know, that type of storytelling into the next Elder Scrolls game. That would be ideal. I didn't like Skyrim as much as I should have liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It's fun, immersive, but Oblivion does take the cake as my favorite. So I have uh, I have dabbled in it, but the problem the problem with Morrowind is that. In a bunch of RPGs, RPGs that I grew up with, especially when I got into my teenage years, they had not necessarily fast travel, but they had an, a, like an interactive map you can look at, and it could you know kind of help you get you know get going. Morrowind doesn't have that. It doesn't have a map, and it doesn't have fast travel. And so Morrowind. And there's also there's also no like really? you no know, in Skyrim or Oblivion. It'll be like. Hey, you got this quest, and it'll tell you like up on your compass, like you need to go that way. There's nothing in uh, Morrowind that tells you where to go for anything. So there, there are maps you can look at, Oof. but you actually have to go to a map and look at it. You can't like, there's no map in your inventory you can bring up. And then when you're doing a quest, it's more like detective well, work because, for example, if you get a quest like, hey, you have to go to this area. You need, you know, you have to talk to people. Hey, wh- what direction is is this? Where do I need to go? And then they tell you. And also, Oblivion and Skyrim, they had a leveling system to where enemies kind of kept, you know, kept their level with you. But Morrowind doesn't do that. To where Morrowind has areas in the game to where there's low level creatures, then mid level creatures, or high level creatures. And so you you might accidentally stumble into an area where enemies are gonna fuck you up. <laughs> um, I don't got much else to say about Oblivion. I wish I had more time to enjoy open world games like that at a pace that I can, but I can't. So maybe someday so I'll go the, back uh, and check it out again. The I 360 like version got a ton of DLC that the PS3 version did not get. So the PS3 version got the Shivering Isles and the Knights of the Nine expansions. Really? But the three the three sixty version had a bunch of these mm-hmm. small little DLC packs like the uh this, um I think one was called like the Smuggler's Den and another one was uh, the Orrery and it was like this tower that had a bunch of stuff for mages and uh, there's the uh, the Fighter Stronghold it was a, it was a it was it was a castle you would get that, um uh, had, oh, you know, yeah. a bunch bunch of stuff for people who would. Who were you know warriors with like swords and stuff, uh, but the PS3 version didn't get any of that. So, huh. yeah, what a weird time the 360 PS3 were. Uh, no. any other comments Just, about uh, uh, the soundtrack? Um, you know the the music was really good in it. Um, also the lore is great, and I actually I, I remember I wanted to bring this up. I actually just made a purchase uh, the other night. I bought this collector's set. And so in the Elder Scrolls games, they, they have gods called Aedra and Daedra. And so uh, for the Aedra, there's oh. the, uh, the nine divines. 
And so there's nine different gods that they worship. And I got this collector set. And for each god in the game, there's a shrine that you can go up to and uh, you can, you know, press A or X on it and you can, you know, quote unquote worship it. And it'll it'll give you a different uh, a different temporary temporary benefits and stuff. But this collector set has each of the nine shrines in the game, um, and they're not they're not like too large. They're oh, probably, that's cool. I don't know about like half the size of a soda can, um, but they all nine of them come in the set, and it's it's, it's really cool. That's dope. Actually, while I was talking about God of War. About the God of War novelization on Amazon. I was like, oh yeah, there's a book for that. Gonna buy that real quick, so I purchased that. So, understandable. Um, so, if that wraps it up there, next week we'll yeah, come back yeah. and we'll do five through one. Yeah. Hopefully we get done and before we get to yeah. our last I got five some, uh, I got some really good ones for my uh, five through one. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got some. I got some that are kind of like we yeah. kind of discussed some of them. Yeah, I think. Um, them, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna so, uh, it's gonna be good. I think there's gonna be some major games that me and Alex have, yes, and but... Alex is gonna ask Josh, "Hey, Josh, is it came on your list?" And Josh is gonna know we're gonna be like, "Wow, wow." Yeah, that was beast. Specifically, one game that I'm going yep. to say. Do you have? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what that no. game is also. And I might yeah. cry on the inside. Uh, maybe, but uh, all right. If that'll I'll be it, boys, it. I will talk to you guys next week. Then. All right.